Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Or whether it's untruthful. The number one issue in media, which I learned when I was on the, uh, my brief stint uh, on the television circuit, the number one enemy is silence. And so we had silence for the first hour, uh, first a minute and a half uh, because um, Phil's on vacation and we had to scramble around here to find someone for the board. And thank you for coming on the board. I still don't have anything coming through my headphones. I'm working on that. There was a setting that's uh, still eluding us right now, but I'll get to it. All right. So, uh, so that creates some problems with uh, calling in, but that's okay. I got plenty of things to uh, talk about. I just now have my headphones on. So five to two zero six fifty, and they assure me I still have thirty minutes uh, if you were able to persist through the silent period. But that is absolutely the case. The number one enemy and the number one thing that the media cares about, it is not the truth. It is to make sure that there is never a moment of silence. If you listen to the media, you will notice that there's people talking over people. And, you know, that, that's okay. Uh, they can get a little chaotic, but you cannot have a pause. When I was on the TV and I had, you know, they were trying to reflect, I didn't talk fast enough. Uh, that was one of the many things. Plus, um, I stepped on too many toes that were advertising on TV, and so that was the number one reason also why uh, my program is short-lived. So I'll be stepping on some toes again today, and I'm thankful that KENI 650 uh, allows me to do that, although they are subject to the vicissitudes of running a bu business and that some of the people that I call out for some of their uh, behavior that is embarrassing uh, to the community uh, while they sometimes lobby to get me off the air as well, uh, KENI chooses to let me stay here. So let me uh, catch up with you. Uh, one of the things I want to mention is that, you know, folks have been complaining about the weather. Uh, this has been a wet summer. And now I tell them uh, when you go ahead and, and get it off your chest, uh, no one ever feels better uh, with complaining about the weather. The complaining never helps. And now I think folks just need to Google Houston, Rockport, Texas, put it in perspective. That's wet weather. One of the things that I talk about in this program frequently is Alzheimer's and uh, uh, the issue of dementia. And of course, it's a big issue. And we have a number of uh, misrepresentations about how to prevent it. Uh, there was a big article, though, and I think well-studied, came out of the, uh, and was reported in The Lancet, and that 35% of the um, nine modifiable risk factors that can uh, account for 35% of dementia risk worldwide. I'm going to get into those uh, into the pro, uh, later in the program, those nine modifiable risk factors and what to do. But one of the things uh, before I leave that topic is to point out that all of these advertisements all get a brain scan, get an MRI, get this, that, and the other, and find out what's going on. Uh, really what you want to do is uh, attack these modifiable risk factors. And then the folks that are uh, advertising will get a test for the genes uh, that can be a, um, account for Alzheimer's. Well, you know, what are you going to do about that? You really come back to the modifiable risk factors. 
And even if you come become, uh, are positive for the two genes, the apogenes that are, are attributable to uh, Alzheimer risk, it's still only a 7% increase compared to the general public, 7%. Uh, so when we have uh, other factors, for instance, uh, the, everything from diabetes, uncontrolled hypertension, obesity, and other things, and that together account for 35%, those are the things that we want to attack. I also want to talk about uh, the issue of uh, hearing loss in midlife, and I want to uh, point out that there's some folks here in town that are very aggressive ad advertisers for their uh, hearing aids, and I have now uh, several uh, patients over the years uh, that go to one of the ones that advertise uh, most aggressively, and um, they, they tell me about their upselling by uh, this particular hearing aid uh, sales uh, people. And uh, that also the people uh, misrepresent whether they really have a true hearing loss, try to push a hearing aid on them when they don't need it, upsell it to a very expensive model, uh, don't honor necessarily the return policies that should be in place, and then also say, hey, listen, does your workplace have an OSHA, a, um, a, a hearing preservation, and then try to uh, talk a person who does not necessarily need a hearing aid into getting a hearing aid, from them, of course, or to uh, manipulate the workman's comp and saying, you know, workman's comp will pay for it. This is shameful behavior. I now have people that are willing to come out and speak on this, and I will be using their testimony and uh, presenting it to the workman's comp board so that we can uh, stifle and hopefully correct this uh, miscreant kind of behavior. I want to mention uh, about melatonin. We come in into the winter months and folks uh, with their sleep disturbance, there's a um, surprising uh, report recently that, uh, as you know, melatonin is a hormone that's released at night. It's frequently used as a supplement to help with sleep. Some folks even think that it might even help their migraine. Uh, but it, uh, this data that's come out recently suggests that melatonin might affect cognition, our ability to think clearly, and social interactions. There was a big study, uh, actually... <laughs> Uh, this one comes out of China. I don't, I don't uh, quote uh, Chinese studies very much, but it's been corroborated uh, allegedly in the West as well. Um, they, uh, in young, help, healthy men, melatonin increased reactive aggression, which means that that occurs when strong emotions are provoked. When then, and whether this effect occurs in our non-Chinese uh, patients in real-life circumstances is unknown. However, what I, the reason why I'm mentioning this is that uh, I don't think that we as clinicians have been aware of this issue, and for uh, irritable or aggressive uh, patients, we as, as physicians um, will tell those patients who have been taking melatonin that a trial period of discontinuation might be indicated. In other words, um, if you notice that you're even more irritable than usual and have a, even a shorter fuse than usual and you're taking melatonin, you ought to stop it and see if your overall mood improves. In addition to this, I'm you know, grateful to have my um, older son visiting our family uh, who is uh, spending some of his coveted vacation time that he gets uh, very little of as a, a neurosurgery resident. And he, um, he and I were talking, of course, about medicine, and, and he had mentioned uh, some of the uh, news that had come out of uh, Mexico, which I wasn't aware of. And then I, um, we went and Googled, and I started looking into even more about the um, travel advisories. 
I guess the most important thing I want to say about Mexico right now is don't go there. Okay? I, I, want, I mean, really, I wouldn't go there. Well, we at our doctor's meeting today, in fact, when I brought up the fact that um, there have been a, lot of, a number of sick people and even some deaths attributable to the Mexicans, and especially in uh, the bars and in the resorts, diluting their ethanol, their mixed drinks, with uh, methanol, you know, that wood alcohol, uh, uh, to save money and make their drinks go further, I guess. At any rate, this is toxic. And... Um, you know, a, a professional uh, in, uh, that, you know, I actually have gone to for care myself uh, died in May and, and June, and I was never in very suspicious circumstances. He was very healthy. He was uh, playing, and I mean, he r- was running many marathons and playing on the beach the night before he died. And I uh, got a, uh, heard about the autopsy, which sounded really flaky about him having bronchospasm. Now I'm, I'm wondering if this was a this played a role in his uh, premature death. And that is, you, put, uh, you go down to Mexico, and, and if you're going to have um, a drink, you know, I've always said on this program, uh, you go to a third world, and yes, I, I'm going to uh, categorize Mexico, at least in certain parts of it, as a third world experience. You want to drink bottled water that has con gas, means the carbonation in it, because they can't mess with that water. You can't have a street urchin going around the corner filling your bottle with whatever uh, comes out of whatever faucet. It, it means that you, you know, you're going to uh, drink something that is not tainted in that water bottle. I'm going to say the same thing about if you're going to have something to drink, make sure it's got a cap on it, a cerveza, in other words, a beer with a cap on it. If you're going to have a mixed drink, don't drink it or don't go to Mexico because there's other reasons for not going to Mexico. Uh, and that is, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, can you imagine having a drink or two, passing out, falling in the pool, drowning, uh, later come to find out that it was because of toxicity from the methanol. A number of reports have come out of folks that, like I said, got very sick from minimal amount of drinking, uh, got very sick, and then some died from methanol toxicity. Also, we have Acapulco, which is the murder capital of Mexico, and we're having an increasing number of tourists, uh, drive-by shootings, getting caught up between the drug cartels and what have you, and no one in their right mind should ever go to Acapulco anymore. And when I was growing up, Acapulco was like the place to go in Mexico. It was like really cool. I mean, even John Cameron Squacey had his, you know, advertisements about Timex and the Acapulco divers. Don't go to Acapulco unless you really want to take a deep dive. The other thing is that what uh, is very worrisome is that we're getting some very toxic, aggressive uh, infections coming out of Mexico, infections that we can't treat. Uh, and, and bizarre infections that are overwhelming. We have folks in, uh, you know, that have come back to Alaska. So we do a lot of traveling in Alaska. I understand that. Uh, but I'm going to go come up and just speak right out and say right now, read the CDC. I mean, you would, you would read the traffic, or excuse me, um, uh, travel advisories about Somalia, you know, and you say, gosh, maybe Somalia is not the first place I want to go. You need to do the same thing for Mexico now. Pay attention to the advisories at the minimum. Uh, but right now, have a care about uh, specifically Cabo, San Lucas, Cabo, and Acapulco. And um, I don't know about any other areas right now in Mexico that you should avoid. But those you should. On the hearing aids, don't, don't let yourself be upsold and uh, don't let someone pressure you into it. And by all means, regardless of where you go, 
to look into for a hearing aid, always compare it with Costco. Always give Costco a trial, please. That's where I got mine. That's where I would say 90% of my patients are very satisfied. You're going to be able to get a fine trade name, excellent product for a fraction. Uh, I mean, we're talking about uh, one quarter the cost. You're going to get excellent service. Uh, if you have a problem with it, you're going to be able to uh, return them in the appropriate time if they don't work out for you within uh, the trial period. And you're going to be able to get a completely new pair in two years if you happen to lose it. I mean, you, that you can't match that kind of service and product and value. And that's what we're talking about in this program. You want to get excellent service. You want to get excellent care. But you also want to get excellent value. The, um, I also, uh, 5220650, you can call in and uh, we'll get to you before the end of the hour. There's an interesting website uh, that uh, is being developed uh, for, you know, uh, as we get into the winter months, we want to keep your exercise um, elevated. That's the single most important thing to prevent the winter blues. If you've had the seasonal affective disorder, the winter blues, the cabin fever, uh, you need to start thinking about, and I have many patients who take a low-dose antidepressant, and you know I'm not a pill pusher here, but we don't want depression uh, and the winter blues to make you non-functional. And because we have had kind of a gray summer, the winter blues may come on a little earlier for those people who are susceptible. I've said all along that I believe that the summer highs get lower and the winter doldrums get deeper in those who have spent, you know, more than a few decades up here. So you can be vulnerable. Single most important thing, a fitness program, an exercise program that includes that aerobics. But remember, a fitness program, true fitness program, should include flexibility, stamina, strength, and balance. But when we're talking specifically about the prevention of the winter blues, we're talking about the aerobic component, and you really want to make that commitment. Sure, light therapy can help in certain individuals. It tends to help women more than men. But the most important thing and the ideal thing is to have the light therapy while you're working out in the morning uh, if you are a morning person. So, uh, but at any rate, depression, uh, there's a, uh, an article that recently came out that um, the, um, a program designed by Neurable, N-E-U-R-A-B-L-E, it's a small startup uh, founded by uh, a fellow named Ramses, electrical engineer in neuroscience, and it's a game that offers what you might call a computer mouse for the mind. It's a way of selecting items in a virtual world uh, with your thoughts, incorporating a headset with virtual reality goggles and sensors that can read your brain waves. Now, this is pretty freaky. I think this is pretty interesting um, in that you put this headset on, and this prototype is a few years from the market. It's not there out there yet. Um, and it's limited what you can do. You cannot select an object with your mind unless you first look at it in its general direction. So what you do is you put this headset over your eyes. A game begins. You're transported to a tiny room within wi with white walls, and your task is to break out of this room with this, uh, in this virtual headset. Break out of the room, but you cannot use your hands. There's no joystick. There's no gamepad. You must use your thoughts. You turn toward a ball on the floor, and this is with your virtual reality headset, and your brain sends a command to pick it up. And with another thought, you send the ball crashing into a mirror, for instance, breaking the glass and, and so on and so forth. 
and it's all mental travel. Ooh, wow. So this neurotechnology, which again, in this particular example is a few years off, um, uh, that, that's pretty impressive. Now, if you Google depression, and when we have fluctuations in sleep and uh, fluctuations in appetite, energy level, we can attribute it certainly to stress. There are many people under and um, having a great deal of stress because of the economic times right now, worried about their, their job. And, and so we can attribute it to stress, thyroid problems, other life changes, uh, but that, uh, certainly clinical depression is something that we need to uh, also uh, consider. So if you Google uh, COG, G-O-O-G, uh, they're working on um, helping a questionnaire. And you can go to, of course, a number of websites to do uh, depression questionnaires. Uh, I urge you to seek um, help early. Um, if you find yourself becoming you know, non-functional, really perseverating on negative thoughts, unable to get motivated, uh, don't have any of what I would call the joie de vivre, the joy of living. Uh, that was one thing that I saw remarkably. That was the most impressive thing about uh, taking my 90-year-old mother and enjoying totality, the eclipse last week uh, with her. And that was seen in where we were, which was middle America, Midwestern, hot, sunny day, seeing this huge uh, swath of humanity absolutely in an apolitical, you know, asexual, you know, just people out having a good time uh, in the sunshine. And there was uh, a true joy of living, a true uh, experience that was mystical. I mean, it was magical. And uh, everybody was in a good mood and horrific traffic jams to get out of there afterwards. Nobody had road rage. Everybody uh, recognized that the traffic problems were entirely due to everybody having had this incredible experience in the buzz. And I think the, uh, the you know, the feelings that, that you had as a result of the witnessing the eclipse and with the people that were strangers at the time, but everybody was in a positive mood. If you don't have the joie de vivre, the something that you're really looking forward to, you can't uh, identify something that really turns your crank and that uh, connects you to your life, your work, your family, of course, and most importantly, uh, then you might be a victim of, of depression and you want to get after this earlier uh, this fall. Another thing you want to get after earlier, we already in our, in our urgent care centers are identifying the flu bug. We have confirmed cases of the influenza. It, and it looks like it's, uh, you know, this particular uh, outbreak is similar, if not identical, to what we had in the last flu season. And the influenza vaccine will always carry forward some of that same component that you got from the previous season, but then some additional component based on the CDC prediction of what's going on in the lower hemisphere and what is likely to come up and hit us. So what do you do? Um, you, they're, they're already advertising in a number of the stores that they have the uh, flu shot. I think you should get the flu shot. Absolutely. I've said this many and every flu season since I've been on the program. We're in our 30th year. Um, yes, 30 years I've been doing this. So get your flu shot. Now, it is true that the flu season is bimodal, they're meaning that there's two, two peaks. There will be a, a peak in the fall, and then we'll have another spike in the spring. And we never know whether the 
usually the fall is the bigger of the two, but sometimes we get fooled. And we don't know if this, uh, what we're seeing with the flu is kind of a residual of a, of a last of the bimodal, the spring uh, spike from the previous season. So uh, if you were to have an ideal situation in trying to prevent the influenza, you would have everybody get two flu shots a year. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, how's that going to work for you? How, are you? how well are you going to uh, convince people that they need to have not just one, but two flu shots? But in fact, that's what I recommend for uh, my patients at high risk. And you know who you are, the elderly, the vulnerable, the uh, folks with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, also uh, previously known as emphysema, folks who have bronchiectasis, who have any lung problem, who have an asthma problem, um, who have, you know, impaired immunity for any reason. Uh, you know, those folks I encourage to get one now, and I think you should get one now. Everybody, get your flu shot now because, you know, get ready for what is usually the big spike, which is the fall. Remember, when you get the influenza shot, it still takes two weeks for immunity to build up. Um, and so that first two weeks is what many people attribute because they get exposed to the flu shot. They get the flu shot, they get exposed to the flu, and they don't have their immunity built up for two weeks, and then they blame the flu shot because they got uh, the influenza before their immunity had a chance to build up. So get your flu shot and think about getting it sooner rather than later. And if you have questions about that, uh, we can talk about it, but uh, as far as that bimodal and whether you should get one in the spring. Let's go to the line, though, because Jim, Jim, you've been patient. You're on the air. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Doc. Uh, I caught the tail end of your discussion about Cabo and uh, not to go there. There's thousands and thousands of us Alaskans travel there for the October fishing derby and the spring months. And I've been going there 25 years and, of course, got a couple of the Montezuma's Revenge slightly here and there over the years, but never had any problem. And I'd like you to elaborate on that. And I'll uh, gladly listen to you off the air. Okay, Jim. And I know a lot of folks have uh, um, in investments in Cabo, and, and this is not a good thing, but the Mexicans need to clean up their act. The issue, Jim, is that uh, the, uh, the Mexicans in certain areas and certain resorts, and they don't identify them in the CDC. Um, and the, but, um, you know, for instance, my, my dentist was, uh, I think, a victim of it. I don't know that for sure I, because I'm relying on an autopsy done in, in Mexico. But in any case, it was a very, very strange um, death uh, my dentist, who was very healthy um, in this same area, and it was only in the last um, week, actually, that I've learned about this uh, uh, travel advisory. The issue, Jim, is that there are uh, diluting uh, or they're lacing their alcohol, alcoholic drinks with methanol in order to extend, um, you know, less alcohol, the ethanol part that we ordinarily drink in a mixed drink. In order to save money on that, they're putting in wood alcohol, which is very cheap, and that's methanol. But it's, methanol is extremely toxic. It's toxic to everything, your brain, your, your liver, your kidneys. And people, um, there have been multiple reports of folks uh, passing out, and that's in milder cases, except for unless you pass out right next to the pool area and you fall in and you drown, on minimal amount of alcoholic intake. And then there are reports of folks who have died. And that uh, from the methanol toxicity. So that's, there's three reasons why you have to have a care traveling to Mexico. Now, Cabo is not the murder capital of Mexico, it's Acapulco. 
But we are having the issues, of course, of the drive-by gangs and what have you. So folks that go to uh, Puerto Piarta and what have you who feel that it's very safe, that particular warning, you know, you're just going to use your good sense. But number one is this issue of methane, that if you're going down there, make sure you drink a capped drink. You know, if you like mixed drinks, give it up or bring your own with you, uh, or have a cerveza instead. Have a capped bottle of Dos Equis or whatever you like, uh, beer, uh, so that you know that what you're getting is actually ethanol and not methanol. And then the third thing, uh, Jim, is this issue of these really nasty, vicious infections that folks are coming back with. And I mean, they are, uh, they are really outrageous and causing um, major problems uh, for folks. And in some cases, life, that, life or limb-threatening infections. So uh, that's why I think everyone should have a, a particular care. And I appreciate, you know, Cabo, um, and, you know, I've traveled to Mexico, and I did, you know, uh, third world medicine down in Central America, and they're lovely areas. Um, they're just having a real tough time right now, and until they get, we get confirmation that they've cleaned that up, uh, we need to put up a wall, only it's a wall not uh, uh, keeping them from coming our way, but actually uh, a wall that makes them accountable from, for our tourist dollars going their way. So that's what that was all about. Five two two zero six fifty, and we'll get to your questions before the end of the hour. So you're depressed, but you can't see a therapist. There's a chat box uh, that might help. Uh, their researchers are building chat box that can listen and teach, uh, learn and teach uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, and uh, whether that's um, you know helpful. I would just say that it's sometimes difficult to get in um, around town to a, a talented and available. Um, counselor, but I still think you ought to talk to your doctor about it. Um, I think that some of the antidepressants can be very helpful, although I think the antidepressants should be taken in the context of counseling, at least as a base point, so that the antidepressant, which really just doesn't really change what you are um, perseverating about, um, what you're mulling and, and you know getting down about and coming back to the same thoughts all the time, the antidepressant doesn't fix your problems uh, that are uh, overwhelming you and which your mind is allowing to overwhelm you. Uh, what the antidepressant can do is uncouple them so that you, instead of being in a tight spiral and spiraling down, um, you're able to uh, think more linearly and therefore deal with each issue uh, more logically and and pull yourself out of your, your mully grubs, you know, your whatever is uh, causing your depression. But in order to really make it work well, the cognitive behavioral uh, instruction that you can get from a good counselor, I think is, um, it makes the antidepressant really work best. Okay, 522-0650, call in before the end of the hour. And I, um, there was an article I read about, okay, here's a, kind of an interesting thing. Babble, babblegaff, uh, baldergash, bilge, blabber, blarney, blather, bullocks, bosh, bunkum. These are uh, just a few of the sim, uh, synonyms uh, for, the, for basically BS, okay? And the reason why I bring this up is because there's a lot of BS out there. Um, and how do you sort through that? So... There was a book written on it. This fellow said it's impossible. Uh, he, 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 this fellow named uh, Harry Frankfurt um, 
got famous by distinguishing BS from lying. What he said was, it's impossible for someone to lie unless he thinks he knows the truth. Producing BS, and I'm going to call it bullscat because I can't say S-H-I-T out loud on the radio. Um, so bullscat. Uh, it's impossible. To, uh, so producing uh, bullscat requires a no-sucks conviction. It, and the reason that it's impossible for someone to lie unless he thinks he knows the truth. But producing bullscat requires no conviction. Um, and so Stephen Colbert recently got um, some notoriety for uh, coining the neologism of truthiness. And uh, it's meant to impress through obfuscation. Obfuscation is a fancy word, and lawyers, you know, they live in, and die by obfuscation, which is how to confuse the issue so that their particular slant on the truth uh, comes out to their favor. Obfuscation is saying something that sounds profound but really might be nonsense. A very good example is uh, a favorite one of mine. Uh, this comes from Deepak Chopra. Uh, very popular. I mean, there's nothing I can say that's going to knock Deepak Chopra off of his pedestal uh, as the uh, self-appointed guru, New Age guru. But uh, listen to what he said. Attention and intention are the mechanics of manifestation. Okay? Go ahead and parse that out for me and explain that to me. Attention and intention are the mechanics of manifestation. Okay? That is absolutely woo-woo nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And I don't know what those words mean. I don't think he knows what it means, uh, but he gets away with it. So skepticism never should be indiscriminate. I mean, I talk about the difference between cynicism and skepticism on this program. It should never be indiscriminate, but you need to be skeptical. And it always needs to be, dis you need to discern the real uh, likelihood of a claim's truth truthfulness. Uh, based on evidence, based on logic. Uh, language matters. It's how we're trying to communicate in a meaningful way. Uh, and so it's incumbent on all of us to, oh, here we go. I got this. How about, I wrote this out, transduce our neurophonemic excitatory action potentials into laconic phonological resonances unencumbered by extraneous and obfuscating utterances. And that's no bullscat. We'll be, um, uh, how much time do I have? Uh, one minute. Okay, I guess uh, uh, folks are out enjoying themselves. I hope so. 5220650. It's too late to call in, but you can certainly call in next week uh, where I will be here and we can talk about, um, you know, uh, whatever you would like to bring up. And I will bring up something controversial, stir some pot, throw some grenade, and uh, some. A uh, bit of nonsense. And I do want to talk about a really good article on meditation um, and Darwin and the Buddha. But you may not be interested in it, but I'm going to try to make it really interesting to you because coming up, we've got a, we got a winter. we got a winter with a down economy, a uh, winter that's obviously cold, and, uh, and it's going to be dark. We need to prepare for it. I'll be back here in the studios of News Radio 650 KENI. Just a GP on 650 KENI. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.